Here we are, the eve of the ALCS, the battle for Texas. We brought in Bryce Patrick from Locked On Rangers. We're gonna we're gonna break down this ALCS, the first ever battle between these two teams in the playoffs. Let's talk about it. It's gonna be an exciting game, an exciting show. Let's go. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Eric Heisman. You find me on Twitter, Eric Talks Astros. You find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. We're also joined by Bryce Patrick of the Locked On Rangers podcast. He is down there. So if you want to go ahead and follow him too, you can follow him somewhere. He'll give him his X handle in a second. But uh, Brett, where can he find you at? They can find me on X, TikTok, and Instagram at H10 Wheelhouse. They can find me on X, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Stros411. Always positive. Always Stroh's positive. I love it when we have Bryce on. Bryce, tell everybody where they can find you and your show. You can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers and wherever you get your podcast, y'all. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Should be a should be a fun series. That's definitely not at all stressful and already making me, um, you know, extremely anxious. <laughs> Well, in honor of the Texas showdown, I decided to wear my cowboy hat uh, today and I didn't wear my whole rip attire, but rip from Yellowstone. That's my Halloween costume. But I just think that this is going to be a great matchup. There's also there's already a lot of bad blood between the two teams. Uh, we saw what happened earlier this year between Martin Maldonado and uh, Marcus Simeon. So uh, there's definitely been a lot of history. I know it doesn't go back that far, but there has been a lot of history and it doesn't help that we're right down I-45. Yes, it's a three and a half hour drive, but I think that you're going to see a lot of Rangers fans coming down. You're going to see a lot of Astros fans going up. So I think you're going to, it's going to be a great series. And guys, you know, what's also great making the part locked on Astros or locked on Rangers. If you uh, want to do so part of your daily, listen, become an everyday or somebody listens to our podcast every day, go and subscribe to us on YouTube, go and make us your first listen on Apple Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check out the locked on Astros podcast. And so we got a lot to talk about all AL uh, West, all Texas, ALCS, whoever uh, wins this is going to go to the World Series. And this is the first time that you can guarantee somebody from Texas is going to the World Series. Who will it be? The Astros or the Rangers? We'll have to see. Who has the advantage with the starting pitching? Uh, a lot of people would say the Rangers, but they're kind of nicked up a little bit. Uh, we'll have to talk about that with Bryce. Uh, the bullpen. I think that uh, what we've seen so far in the postseason, Astros bullpen has been pretty locked down, and the Astros have taken care of some of the um, some relievers in there. So we'll have to talk about with Bryce how the bullpen's doing so far in postseason. What about the lineup? Uh, who has the edge with different positions? We'll talk about that. And what are some key factors for the Astros win? What are some key factors for the Rangers win? And overall, what are some surprises that Bryce has seen? What are surprises that we've seen with the Astros? So just some of the topics we're going to cover on this crossover edition of Locked On Astros and Locked On Rangers podcast. Yeah, you know, hey, Bryce, I just want to say we got a lot of fans in here from our show. Looks like we got some fans from your show as well. They're welcoming you in. Uh, we love it when anybody stops in and um, says hi. But look, here we are, Bryce. 
the Astros and the Rangers. It's not the Mariners. It's not the Angels. It's the Rangers. And the Rangers maintain pace all year long, despite the last week of the season and even the last series of the season that we played y'all, where it looked like things were just nosediving for y'all. Y'all found a will. You found a way. And now coming to the ALCS undefeated. How does that feel coming into the ALCS 5-0? and No hiccups. No, I mean, just seemed like y'all just rolled through the Blue Jays. It looked like the Orioles weren't even ready for the playoffs. How are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm feeling great. I mean, the Rangers against the Orioles, they only were down for, what, a half inning, I think? Like, they just absolutely held a chokehold on that entire series, which, I mean, given the way the, the vibes were rolling heading into the postseason and all that, you know, celebration gate nonsense bullcrap that was happening and and to walk in and like punch the rays in the mouth and sweep them in two games and have them just completely unravel down there. I mean, defensively, they were just on their heels and then a good Orioles team where the Rangers just took it to them. And I think the most surprising game of that series was game one where the Rangers had to do a bullpen game of, you know, Andrew Heaney and Tate Dunning and then the rest of the bullpen holding. And it was a one run game throughout the, the home stretch, but the Rangers bullpen held, which the whole story of this entire team, if the Rangers I've been saying this all season, if the Rangers had a mediocre bullpen or even a medium bad bullpen, this is like a 105 win team because it was just so historically bad down the stretch, but Hey, they have Jose Leclerc in the closers role. He's been really solidified. Josh Bores. It seems like when he's healthy, he's really good. He wasn't healthy for a few stretches and got absolutely lit up, but now it seems like he's healthy and rolling. And well, Aroldis Chapman is, is present and we all know the deal with him. So um, yeah, I mean, and in, in, in the postseason, you don't need to go to as many relievers. So the Rangers have been able to rely on the few relievers who have been good. Yeah, what you saw this, uh, and I, I think I saw Ken Rosenthal kind of talking about this, is the Astros have kind of uh, been kind of conservative with their trades. Yes, they went in and traded back for Justin Verlander, but I think they realized that they needed to address the starting rotation, and so they needed to bring Verlander back. And Verlander um, said in his um, his locker room uh, celebration statement. He said, I haven't been here all year, but we went through a lot of controversy. We went, we went through a lot of stuff, but here we are now seventh straight time. Uh, but uh, what we saw the Rangers doing is, Hey, we're here. Uh, let's go ahead and trade part of our future. They traded uh, Reagan's. I think his name was the starter to uh, the Royals for Roldis Chapman. At the time, I'm sure that was a good idea uh, because he was having a good season nope. with the Royals. And you know how he, uh, Jose Altuve, uh, fares against him. We've we seen that when he was with the, the Yankees. But um, I think that what the Rangers have done is they've definitely created this uh, great team. But uh, they are pretty much evenly matched at this point. I would say that there's certain parts of the team that the Astros are definitely head over heels better. But there's some parts of the team that I think the Rangers might have the edge there. So we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, what does it mean for Dallas? What does it mean for Houston? I'll ask both of y'all. What does it mean to have both teams in such a critical series with everybody in America looking at us saying, okay, there's all this drama. There's all this hatred from both sides. What's going to happen this series? What's going to happen? This is going to be fun. Well, I think to start off, you you have to really look to the players first, right? Because if you go look at social media, it is it is a bloodbath right now. I mean, people 
are just going at each other left and right. Of course, I know a lot of it's banter and a lot of it's fun, but man, it gets real serious real quick. But when right. you, when I, when I read quotes from like Jonah Heim, Jordan Montgomery, Justin Verlander, Jose Altuve, both of these teams know what's at stake. They both know that the team on the other side of the field is very good and very competitive. The Rangers know that the Astros had their number during the regular season, but the Astros don't walk into this going, well, we we were up nine to four. We won the silver boot. So we're just going to go into the ALCS and it's going to be business as usual. This is not the same Rangers team that's streaking right now that when would we when we swept them and swept you guys in September, Bryce. I mean, you guys are playing way better. Your offense is responding. And so I think for the bigness of the series, the players is where I look to first, not the fans. And the players tell me that they are, this is serious business. We know how important this is. And I think you're going to get a class A effort out of both teams. I don't think either fan base is going to be disappointed. Well, I will definitely be disappointed if it ends up my team losing. I'll be very sad and have a lot of. Well, yeah, that. But I'm just saying. It, <laughs> in other words, in, in other words, it won't go without showing that your team or my right. team gave it. Thrall is what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, ahead, I think sorry. I think so too. But this is, I think this is great for the sport because, I mean, for years and years and years, the only rivalry in baseball that anyone really talked about or cared about is, oh my God, Yankees, Red Sox. Oh my God, Yankees, Red Sox is Yankees, Red Sox that. And like, okay, there was some spice there. 2004 was amazing. This is going to be the best ALCS, I think, since 2004. I mean, these two teams do not like each other. These two fan bases do not like each other. And this is a great rivalry. I mean, two esteemed Hall of Fame managers, stars on both sides of the field, two different you know, dichotomies of been there, done that, and trying to do that for the first time uh, in the Rangers. And like, this is everything you want in one of these late round postseason matchups. And, you know, part of me didn't want this matchup because the Astros are really good. And um, if the Rangers lost in the ALCS to the twins, I'd be like, ah, oh, well, really great season. <laughs> but if you lose the Astros in the ALCS, it's like, oh, my God, I'm never going to hear the end of it ever. Just like y'all will never hear the end of it ever if the Rangers end up pulling this one off. Yeah, I'm not looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, we're not <laughs> sleeping on the Rangers. We know they're a good team. So, Brett, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Yeah, that's right. The MLB playoffs are here, and that means that the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting, especially here in the state of Texas with stud like Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim, Corey Seager, Jordan Montgomery, and the return of Mad Max, along with Justin Verlander, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, and the newly ignited Jose Abreu. You can pick things like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more, and get 100 times your payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right. You could win big. You can hang out with your friends on there, create a group chat. It's a lot of fun. I've done it myself all season long with the NFL. Do it with, with Major League Baseball playoffs. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Trust me, Sleeper is a great app. You're going to want to get it. You're going to want to check it out, and you can do it like, I mean, you can all the time, any game, it doesn't matter, check it out today. And make sure that you listen to the Astros play the Rangers Sunday, game one of the ALCS at 7.15 p.m. Catch all the hometown play calls, whether it's for the Astros or the Rangers at SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros or search Rangers and check them out. 
I think we prefer you to go ahead and listen to the Astro side of things, but that's just us coming from the Locked On Astro. I mean, podcast. if you want to listen to the Hall of Famer Eric Nadell, I mean, you can listen there to the Mainers broadcast. Well, or you, you know, can I listen figured, to whoever, hey. whatever random Joe Schmo is calling the Astros game. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, shots fired. fired. Okay. I mean, right, it's phone your... starts here. Pew, 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 pew. But does your club, <laughs> but does your radio guy go into the clubhouse and get like the dudes doing interviews? Kicking back with the champagne and it's he, he's look, wearing we Hawaiian clothes with he uh, wears Hawaiian with clothes on and he says I'm getting wet. <laughs> Sparky's getting wet. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, we 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 have a lot of fun with Steve Sparks, former major league pitcher. Him with uh, Robert Ford does a phenomenal job. But the reason why I say that is because you know we're we're crossed over here and we got both fan bases. I, Bryce, I love this. I don't know if you're if you're reading the comments on the side or you seeing them when they I can't pop read. up on the screen. Um, but look, we are trying to give equal play to everybody um, in here. Someone said Rangers in six, and someone replied Rangers in six years. So we've got some good banter <laughs> going back and forth. And so I, you got to love that. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's go and start taking a look at starting a rotation. I know that uh, the Rangers starting rotation has taken some hits over the year. Um, they went ahead and traded for Max Scherzer. Uh, that was a great trade. Um, I know that Max Scherzer had some words about the Mets um, on his way out. I know Verlander had some words for Mets as well, but uh, the Astros had to go out and get Verlander uh, as well. We've had some losses. Jose Arquiti missed most of the season. You had Lance McCullers, who hasn't uh, pitched a single time this year. Luis Garcia, whether it's the pitch clock or pitching in the World Baseball Classic, we don't know, but he was out for most of the year. So the Astros have had a lot of issues with the, the starting rotation, but here we are in it now, and they seem to still have a pretty decent rotation. Um, so I would say, despite everything, I would say the Astros have the slight edge with starting pitchers. But let's go and hear your side of things first, Bryce. I mean, I think that the Astros pitching is is obviously really great. I mean, Framber Valdez and all, all these guys have so much posting experience. That's the thing that you always go up with with the Astros. But I, I think they were really uh, the matchup for them played really, really well against the Twins. The Twins have a really good lineup and a pretty deep lineup but they expand the zone a lot and they strike out a whole lot and mm -hmm. especially in that game against christian javier who had a, a phenomenal game um but i think he was definitely beatable and i think it was the rangers in that in that game facing him and he was pitching like that i think the rangers would take advantage because i think the rangers offense does really well is you know not expand the zone and the twins they were expanding the zone i mean there was a lot of walks from javier in that one um but the top two in this rangers lineup or in this rangers rotation are fantastic nathan Eovaldi has a really long track record of success in the playoffs and jordan montgomery i mean he's done really really well game one against the rays was phenomenal that those seven shutout innings and um got lit up a little bit against baltimore but there was a lot of up and down because the rangers were you know dropping five and four and so many runs on that orioles team early so it was hard for him to get a rhythm i think he'll bounce back and be a little bit better against the astros but again it's a better lineup in the astros than the orioles that is clicking a whole lot more than the orioles one was but um it it kind of depends on max scherzer i mean he threw a bullpen i believe it was wednesday no, yes, Wednesday. Yes. Uh, yes, where he threw 60 pitches um, the day after the Rangers clinched because they they didn't lose a game in the ALDS, which, um, you know, it's pretty nice of them. Um, okay. <laughs> hey, I want to just throw something out there, Bryce. Um, Y'all did something that nobody did during the entire regular season. Y'all swept the Orioles. Something that, that nobody has done since the yeah. Adley Rutschman era in May of 2022. Like, right. 
I, and I said this before, like if the Rangers took game one, I'm like, if they take game one, I think it might be a sweep because you have your, you know, your two really good starting pitchers on the Hill and they have two rookies and um, well, or two young guys, at least I think Kramer is a second year guy, but I mean, the Rangers really, really gave him the business in game three, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Rangers are going to do in game four for the rotation. Um, we'll see what Scherzer looks like. I'd imagine somewhere between 50 to 70 pitches. You're hoping for like four, maybe five innings. But I think the combination of Heaney and Dunning as your game four starter, it worked really, really well against uh, Baltimore. And it was kind of funny because the one thing that slowed down this Rangers offense the most besides injuries down the stretch was bullpen games. Like the Rangers just couldn't hit anybody in a bullpen game like it could be the worst bullpen in baseball like there was a bullpen game against the white Sox where they scored like one or two runs and i was like Mm. you freaking kidding me it's the white Sox. like come on same with the tigers like they just could not score on bullpen games and then here they go pull one out against the orioles in game one and steal one in baltimore which uh yeah that was pretty nice but they've got some options for the long relief guys. They, there's so many in Martin Perez, in Andrew Heaney, in Dane Dunning, in um, even Cody Bradford, who was really, really solid in that game to win. So the Rangers are going to have to piecemeal it a little bit in terms of their number three and four starters. Just hope you can get as much as you can out of Scherzer. And really, they just really, really need to win games with Jordan Montgomery and Nate Evaldi on the hill. And that's where I think the Astros, I think, if you talk about starting pitching, have have the clear advantage where you have Javier has come into form lately. Justin Verlander really just looks great. I, I still think that he's going to continue to have one of his – he's going to have, I think, by the end of this year, one of the best postseasons he's ever had in his career, if not the best. Um, then you have, you know, guys on the on the back end, your three and four Jose starters. Um, yeah. Jose Arquiti is absolutely – looks phenomenal he is every bit of a playoff pitcher he's pitching the big moments um he's pitching the world series the winningest international pitcher in world series history he's three and oh in the world series and he looked phenomenal against the twins and the twins lineup isn't the rangers lineup but i think with pitching and with pitchers and i think bryce you could probably agree with this they get in groups right um they go through stretches they go through their highs and their lows and we know that when we get eovaldi in game two that he's not the Eovaldi when he came off because when he came off the IL, I was shocked that he didn't get any bullpen starts and we just absolutely rocked him. But ever since that start, he's just improved each time out. And I actually work with some friends that are um, family members of Eovaldi and they share with me, they said that's the best they've seen him pitch in several years. And he said he felt better in any game that he's felt pretty much in his career. So that it for for the Astros, that's what they have to be looking for is someone like Eovaldi, kind of an ace in the hole for you guys. But when we go back to um, Arlington, because we do have such a good history of hitting well in your ballpark, I think the bullpen game will be a huge advantage for us. And that's why I think it's important for the Astros to jump on the Rangers early in these first two games to go back to Arlington up 2-0 so you don't give any breathing room and keep the pressure on the Rangers. But I just think right now the starting pitching goes in our favor, but at the end of the day, you have to go to the plate and you have to hit, and it's going to be about adjustments. I think whether you're starting pitching or relief pitching or hitters, you're talking about who makes the adjustments and who's able to adapt to what's being thrown at them. 
normally I'd say that, but but I I mean with Framber Valdez, I'm so confused by him this year. I'm sure y'all are too, because mm. he'll have one game we'll go out there and throw a no hitter, and the next game he'll get absolutely shelled. And like I feel like this the stuff's not any different. Like he's still throwing that crazy sinker and that really good curveball and, and everything else that works, but I don't know. I mean, he did not look very good in his start against the Twins. And, you know, he was up against opposite Pablo Lopez, who was true. That's phenomenal. True. Absolutely phenomenal performance. Like one of the best postseason starts right. I think I've ever seen, given the context. Um, but like the Rangers have seen him well. And Marcus Simeon really does not like him. Like, honestly, in that game, too, I would not be shocked if Marcus Simeon started off with the Crawford box leadoff home run because there is a lot oh, of wow. bad blood there on this entire team. And like, that just feels like something that's going to happen. Like, because Marcus Simeon is still mad about that game in July or whatever it was. And there's a lot of bad blood between these teams. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I think that's what makes this whole matchup great is the bad blood between the two teams. And uh, if if you're having some issues, maybe um, instead of going doctor, why don't you check out the Jace case? And this episode is brought to you by the Jace case. That's right. The Jace case provides you with five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes is to get the Jace case to fill out a simple online form. In some cases, jump on a quick call with a board-certified physician. Get ongoing care from our physicians at any treatment-related questions that you want. Um, doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. That's right. You don't get in your car. You don't go to some random pharmacy. You don't even end up in some place. You don't know who the doctor is. These are trusted, highly professional doctors that are there to help you. And look, we know that whether you're in Dallas or Houston, we get natural disasters on the coast. We have hurricanes up north. They have They'll have tornadoes, they'll have you know, violent storms, and sometimes things get cut off. You don't have what you need. You can't get where you where you need to go. And if you have the Jace case, you'll have stuff right there for you. And again, it's simple. You go online, fill out the form. Then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. They give you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication emergency. Jace case, Jace Medical, make sure you have it on hand. So get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Case from Jace Medical by using my promo code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Hey guys, we're all excited about the game one tomorrow. It's gonna start at 7:15 Central Standard Time at Minmay Park. It's me, Justin Verlander, versus some guy from Rangers. I don't even know his name. I don't know any of the Rangers pitchers. Jordan so, Montgomery. But- uh, whoever, whoever that is, I actually <laughs> wanted to trade for him, but you can catch all the play-by-play action at SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Astros, and you can hear the Astros taking on the Texas Rangers, and hopefully the best team will win. And that's all we can really hope for in this series. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup. I know both teams have had their ups and downs. At uh, Both teams, like the Astros had such a hard finish to the season. It just seems like they they didn't want to win it, but the Did Rangers. They? Go I mean, this. I mean, the Arizona Diamondbacks just 
punted a game in the final day yeah. of the season. <laughs> that we game, we're not even well, talking about that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, no, just hold up. like you guys. You know, no, all, you guys. no, all credit in the world. The Astros won and they won the division, and that's no. fine. But I was just really annoyed. Like the defense, the fielding, the everything about that game was like they could not have bent over more for you if they wanted to. Like my goodness, they had a guy with a three eleven OPS leading off. I mean. Come on. (laughs) Hey, look, I get it, but it's not like the Mariners didn't roll out their double and triple A club out for you guys. They didn't. One run. They didn't. They didn't. They threw Logan Gilbert. Are you kidding me? That guy's an all-star. Yeah, but didn't they pull him early? And didn't they pull their guys early? He threw six innings. He threw six innings, and that was literally the best he's looked all year. The best oh, he's looked all year. The Mariners were pissed that y'all actually yeah. knocked them out the day before. So the Mariners yeah. were like, yeah, we're they gonna, had to show the text. Well, they did. Look, the, the offense didn't, didn't happen. It didn't happen. Well, it's next fine. time we give you a lead of six and a half games, you need to keep it. Okay. All right. <laughs> next time we'll make it 10. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this, this has been a year though, Bryce, because up until this year, we've been the alpha. We've been the front runner. We've been the one being chased all season long. And I even got to talk to Alex Bregman at a Raising Canes event, and and he just said it basically comes down to execution. And when we execute our game plan, we do what we are capable of doing, then, you know, things take care of themselves. And this team knew down the stretch they weren't playing great baseball. I mean, we walked out of the regular season with a losing record at home, and their first playoff game at home, they won. And so – Having home field advantage, I don't think is the disadvantage that some people are making it out to be almost like a boogeyman type of story. Oh, 500 record at home. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. But um, that that's why, you know, anyways, look, the week off didn't affect the Astros like it affected all the other teams that are crying about it. Because I'm glad that y'all actually took care of business. So it wouldn't be the entire story. Like, oh, my God. That's they, uh, like it's so annoying because like the Rangers just beat the crap out of two teams that combined for 200 wins. And I was like, wham, format. It's like they were just yeah. better. Like the Dodgers were a flawed team. The Braves got beat by a right. really good Phillies team. And it's and like you pissed them off at the same time with the whole attaboy. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> it's not some well, indictment. And like sometimes the best team during the regular season doesn't always win. The Rangers were the best team in the regular season in 2012, and they got knocked out in a one-game playoff. Like, it happens. It happens sometimes. And you don't hear anyone else crying about it. Like, no, well, with your games. Well, and I think, you know, um, the Braves manager, Snitker, said it the best. They asked him about it. Bob Nightingale asked him about the format, and he goes, I don't know. I look over the Astros. They didn't seem to have an issue with it. So he's not making excuses for his guys. And that's the bottom line. Like. Um, so, Actually, uh, if if the Rangers lose, it's only because they had one more day of rest in the Astros. That I'm going to preemptively say. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you're going to find that out, aren't you? But no, so but you're, you're going to cry for Matt. Okay, I see, Bryce. <laughs> but you know, right. Bryce, we. Uh, I was just going to go ahead and say, let's talk lineup real quick, and then let's yeah, get to these victories go. for both teams. Um, so uh, who, I know everybody's talking about, I think his name's Evan Carter. He's kind of come out of nowhere and become a, kind of a playoff hero for the Rangers this year. I think a lot of people are talking about he's not a nobody, but Jose Abreu for the Astros have kind of has kind of come alive at the end of the season, and he's he had the three home runs in the, playoff, in the uh, ALDS. Uh, is there anybody else besides Carter that the Astros uh, need to worry about? Literally everyone. I mean, 
Really, literally everyone. Like this lineup that's that makes it so good. I mean, yeah. there is no surprise. Surprise, the best lineup in the AL is the best lineup in the AL. Like, <laughs> shocker. I mean, Evan Carter was a kid who was a second round pick in the 2020 shortened draft. For Astros fans don't know about him. He was drafted out of Elizabeth in Tennessee, which is actually where Jason Witten is from. But outside of those two, it, there's like maybe like 500 people in the whole town. Like there's not a whole lot. Um, wow. And he actually came up literally the day after that Astros sweep because it almost got to see it went on the IL at the time. We thought, Oh no, he's done. He's absolutely done. It looked like maybe a meniscus tear. He'd be out like four to six to nine months. Thankfully he came back in 10 days and Evan Carter was the spark this team needed. I mean, he was huge. They call him little savior. Um, wow. <laughs> which is fun. He has, it's, it's all a joking. Like he, he was never expected to, you know, fix the bullpen or the, the other histories of the team, but it kind of gave them a little bit of juice. I mean, Josh Young is a starting all-star third baseman this year and he's hitting eighth in the lineup and he's got a, you know, 1400, no 1200 OPS in the playoffs so far. He's hitting 400 Corey Seager only has a 1500 OPS because he's got an on-base percentage of 680 in the playoffs because nobody wants any part of him. They are terrified. And they're like, Oh, we'll let Mitch Garver beat us. Well, Mitch Garver has seven RBIs in two playoff games. Like he beat him. <laughs> he beat him bad. And so yeah. like this entire lineup is clicking outside of Marcus Simeon. Who's got, you know, five Oh one OPS in five playoff games, but he's had good at bats and he always plays really, really well against Houston. Um, he's got a 12, 14 OPS against Houston this year, hitting 400 on base over 500 slugging over 700, like putting up, numbers against Houston because he's got some extra motivation. So, I mean, the, the long and short of it is like this lineup doesn't beat themselves. They're not going to expand the zone. They trust the guy behind them in the lineup. So they don't have to play hero ball. They're going to make you beat them in the zone. And if you do, they'll tip their cap. But if you don't, you're going to walk them and then you're going to walk the next guy. And then somebody is going to come up with a big hit in the gaps with runners in scoring position or, a, you know, maybe another grand slam. We'll see. And, you know, that's what I would say to counter what you guys have is, you know, looking over what, you know, we have. Number one, you had talked about the playoff experience. We've got guys that are on the all-time postseason home run list, guys that are on the postseason RBI list for career. And even though Alex Bregman only hit 200 in the ALDS, he is a guy that shines in bright moments. But Jordan Alvarez is hitting absolutely out of his mind, almost 500 at this point. Jose Abreu has caught fire. Mauricio Dubon, who isn't even going to start every game, is on the bench. We have Yanner Diaz, who we all want to be catching more. We have that hot bat. Um, no, Dusty's doing bench. great. Mar more multi Martin Maldonado games. I trust exactly. Dusty. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, our, our catcher spot offensively has never been one to write home about. But Jeremy Pena's glove has showed up. He's in this lineup, and his bat is there. And I think his bat is awake enough. I just like what the Astros, you know, have here. They have a team that has been through pretty much every scenario. We went to the World Series last year, and I remember in 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 Philadelphia when they plumbled us for the five home runs against Lance McCullers, and I believe everybody in Philadelphia felt like they had metal metal plated armor the next game, and then we go out and throw a multi pitcher no hitter with uh, Christian Javier, and then we put up two or three home runs. And that's where this offense really shines is when the pressure's on. But the right. key for the Astros lineup, Eric, is that they jump on the pitchers early, that they don't let the pitchers get comfortable, and they make it uncomfortable quick. And if they can do that and the starting pitchers are, are putting up zeros, 
I think this lineup can be a good counter because I think who we have at the starting pitching and the relief pitching can neutralize, and we have proven to neutralize and get a lot of strikeouts from the from the Texas Rangers, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, outside of Hector Neris, that little uh, kind of implosion he had, uh, I believe it was game one, the Astros bullpen was shut down uh, against the Twins, and they've been pretty good against the Rangers in the regular season, uh, while the Rangers bullpen has been a little bit liable at times, not just against the Astros, but against other teams. So I know that they held strong during the, the postseason so far for the most part so we'll have to see how that goes but uh, I just think that and uh, Brett you're forgetting Mitch Molesky that one season where he showed so much promise at catcher and uh, Jason Castro in his early years he offered some promise as a catcher and don't forget when we had Brian McCann (laughs) hey this is what I want I want Jason Castro who absolutely broke up in a game in Boston against Eovaldi when things were tied 2-2 late and we that's when we sunk the sunk the Red Sox nine to two in that game. I want right. Jason Castro to throw the first pitch at home if Yavaldi's starting and then show that highlight before he does the first pitch. I'm all about mind games. Let's do it. Let's just really Oh yeah. You're definitely not getting the, the mind of the guy who has the second best ERA <laughs> among postseason starters that are still hey. yeah, that hey. that'll do it. Jason Castro, that that's what'll get in Nate Eovaldi's head, you know. Not the hundred and one win Orioles, not the ninety nine win Rays, but Jason freaking Castro. I mean Hey, hey, I'm looking for anything at this point. We got it. I don't blame you. Because I'm because I'm serious, you know, Eovaldi, he is a guy that I think some people wanted in Houston, but I think too, you know, I think, it, I think it, I think it, well, I don't even think he wanted to be in Houston. Right. Um, He had some, he Who'd had some pretty negative. <laughs> oh, just, I mean, I guess if you, if, if, if you like winning world series, uh Oh, Bryce left. Oh, I think oh. he's having some technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. That was Eric with the hot button. I did not do that. That was not H town wheelhouse. I don't X. He, hey, Bryce, he does that to me, too. So um, he gets a little power hungry. He now should. he's got this rich he thing going. Yes, exactly. So, no, but seriously, <laughs> back on Eovaldi. Um, look, the way he's pitching right now, he is the perfect counter to an Astros lineup that is prone to, to get really, really hot. And so that's going to be a fun game. And let me ask you guys this. Do Are these going to be high-scoring shootouts, or, or are these going to be low-scoring affairs? Are we going to get a mixture of both? I think the game one is, like, because if it, if it was Eovaldi versus, like, Verlander, I would say, like, that's going to be a pitcher's duel. That's going to be a really low-scoring game. And then in game three, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Montgomery. I mean, I've loved him. He's been great ever since the Rangers traded for him. Like, actually, the prospect capital to get him is probably the second most behind Reagans, who I, I hated that deal at the time because I knew Cole Reagans had that next gear in him. And then uh, look at him go with the Royals and be amazing. Maybe maybe actually that was a, a sleeper agent move um, so he could have those starts against the Astros where he shut them down down the stretch to keep the Rangers in it um, and keep them in the the hunt for the AL West, but um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of both. I think whoever the bullpen game is, game four, and there's definitely potential for things to go off the rails with Scherzer. I hope it doesn't. But anybody who's coming off an injury like that, even you know a surefire Hall of Famer like Scherzer, like there's potential for it to go sideways. Yeah, you mentioned from Valdez earlier. He had a bad game in the ALDS, and one thing uh, we know about him is. Yes, he's liable. He sometimes has those 
bad games, but he's not going to follow that up with another bad game, especially in the playoffs. And so he's going to he go out there he and uh, probably dominate. Uh, so I think that you're going to see a dominant um, from Rivaldez. Now, Justin Verlander, he has some history of maybe not being so great in postseason, having some good starts and bad starts. So uh, his start against Twins was great. Now, I hope that he has the same thing. But um, I think that if those two guys go out there and pitch six innings of baseball, I think the Astros win. I I, th- I just think that the Astros uh, will probably score some runs. I, I know it depends on what the other guys do. Um I mean, on the other side of the mound, but I just think that the key is going to be games three and four, especially at Arlington. I don't know. Um, I know I saw that the tickets, the games are already sold out and I'm pretty sure Houston is getting close to being sold out, if not already sold out. And I know that it's, we've seen a lot of crowds across baseball getting really super excited about this. So this is y'all's third time going to the ALCS. I mean, yeah, ALCS. Um, so I'm sure that there's Rangers have actually never lost in the ALCS before. So hopefully that's true. That history holds true. true. They've also never not gone to the world series when they beat the Rays in the first round of the playoffs. So I'm hoping both of those things hold true. Oh, well, there you go. See, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't know the second one. I knew, (laughs) I knew the first thing. I didn't know the second one about the Rays. I'm telling you, he's getting a little, I'm going to take that power away from you, Eric. Good Lord. How yeah, was, rude to treat was, our guests like this. It was 10 and 11 where they, they both faced off against the they faced right. off against the Rays in both of those years. And then okay. it was the Yankees and the ALCS in 2010, striking out A-Rod to go to the World Series. I'm sure everybody loved that moment because yeah. everybody hates A-Rod. Yes. Um, and then 2011 was the just back and forth and back and forth ALCS between the um, the Rangers and the Tigers, where there was the walk-off 11th inning grand slam by Nelson Cruz in game three, I believe it was, back on that staff with Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Yeah, I remember well, my dad was like, um, we're rooting for the Rangers. I'm like, why? I'm an Astros fan. It's a Texas team. You're supposed to root for the Texas was, team. I'm like, it was it was an interleague. It wasn't even, a, it wasn't like, it wasn't really a rivalry at all then there were like some games played but y'all were in the nl back then we were in the ao like there there was no like real animosity like there is now look we got now extorted. there's beef look we got extorted by bud Seelig. it's okay whatever who did um, he, he, <laughs> yeah exactly so um but bryce the the one thing you didn't mention the one aspect of those wins to get to the world series is the Rangers didn't face the Astros in any of those. So this is the first time they've had to repeat history with the Astros, who are kings of the AL and our seventh the American straight League yes, Series. The, the Astros League Series Championship. So oh, yeah. welcome to our series. It's named after us now. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. I'm, I'm actually pretty <laughs> sure that's not how it works. That is how it works. I promise. Y'all have lost a lot more in, in this series. So um, you definitely have the edge there. So I'm hoping you can use that edge to keep losing in the ALCS. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Okay. Su- super, super glad we brought you on. All right now. Okay, Eric, are we doing predictions? Because let me yes. just tell you this, Bryce. I flipping hate predictions. Okay. <laughs> I hate them with a passion. Well, I predicted the Rangers would win the World Series in my playoff preview picks. And um, so far, I've got all of my AL picks right, except for the Astros winning, which it was my podcast. And I, I just can't pick the Astros to win anything. That's just on principle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eric. You know, let's that was not me this time. 
That was <laughs> bro. I know. Don't put that on me. Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. All right. So Eric, you go first. Since you're the one that makes us do predictions, you're going to be the first one. Um, I think it's going to be a tough series. I think that the Astros are probably going to take the two games at home. I always say that the road team is going to typically win the first game on the road. Um, so I say that the Rangers probably win uh, game three on the road. Um, and then from there, it just depends on what the th- four pitchers, the number four pitchers do. Uh, can uh, or Kitty do what he did against the Twins? Um, who's going to be in the bullpen game for the Rangers? And then you go, you start back over with the top of the rotation. So I think that this series may go um, six. But I can see this there being a lot better pitching in this series than a lot of people think. A lot of people think that there's going to be uh, a, a lot of home runs. There could be. There could be a game where it's like 12 to 11. But I just see this being a better pitched series than uh, we think, especially in some games. There's going to be a big uh, blowout in one of these games. But I think it's going to go six. Six games who? Astros. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just making sure we got that on record. Okay. <laughs> Bryce, you go, then I'll go last. You know, I think the Rangers are going to be really generous and um, gift the Astros one. Um, so I'm saying a gentleman sweep, Rangers in five. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't even – Eric like, <laughs> took like two paragraphs to get to his. You were just like cool, calm, and collected. I mean, the Rangers just oh, haven't wow. lost a playoff game in the Bruce Bochy, Evan Carter, okay. Chris Young era. So the Rangers <laughs> haven't lost a playoff game since 2016. I mean, the Astros have lost so many more playoff games since oh, then. Like, they have. Gosh, that's embarrassing. They have. I know. <laughs> Um, you have to you have to get there to lose them, right? Um, so who cares about I, that part? <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly think that the Astros can take this in five, but I do see it go into a six game. Um, if if the Astros do what they what they can do and their pitching holds up, I don't see this coming back to Houston. If I'm being perfectly honest, I think even if the Astros split one and one at home. I think they can take all three in Arlington just because of the way that they've played. Um, and that's no disrespect to the Rangers. It, it, it could totally go seven games. It could go, you know, it could go anyway. But I think the Astros can wrap things up in five. But my heart tells me that it may take a six game to come back to Houston. They did that last year in the World Series. I was here for that clinching game. So I don't mind that scenario either. Wait, did, did the Astros win the World Series? I, I didn't hear anything about that. <laughs> Yeah, my son and I were present. <laughs> yeah, my, we were present. Someone I'm, said someone said I'm Bryce has potato Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, that's not his Wi-Fi. No, Eric, that's just me. Eric, Eric, Eric has a happy trigger finger. The only thing that I'm ho- the main thing I'm hoping for this game for the state of Texas, don't let it go to seven games either way. Like, because I don't think the state infrastructure will survive oh, that. Why? Like, the, it's so stressful. Wor- it and will so... burn. The whole world will burn if the Astros and Rangers go to a game seven. No matter the outcome, I don't think any of us will survive. The planet won't survive. Like, it's just going to be eaten and swallowed up. Like, it's just don't, please don't do this to us teams. <laughs> All right. We have uh, to ask so to you kind this. Of... Someone says, do you remember David Freeze? I don't know who oh, that never is. Never mind. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't recognize that man. I think he's an AC guy. So uh, with that last name. So um, anyway, uh, so before this series starts, I want to know why am I going to hate Creed from now on? Um, I mean, that's, that's your own terrible music. Taste. What's the whole Creed? thing about Creed? So why basically, 
So the Rangers started playing Creed um, higher specifically in the locker room in the second half, just to kind of like keep things loose. And, you know, Evan Carter, the 21 year old, he has like a 40 year old man. Like he basically is a 40 year old man in every way, except for like physically, because like, you know, he's married. He's got like, he's going to buy a house in the off season. Like he's got a dog. Like he is just like a very grown man. He has like, he likes eighties music and like old music, but like, this team just bonded over just like singing Creed, take me higher. They had a, a Creed sing along during the game in globe white field. Everyone was feeling it. They painted the guys in the bullpen and they were singing along as well. Like it is just the vibes are sky high with this team right now in a way that we hadn't really seen them be at all this season through the ups and the downs. We hadn't really seen the vibes be just this good. And uh, allegedly uh, the insinuation is that the Rangers have been writing their magic number to win the world series on uh third string catcher, Austin hedges, but before every game. So um, yeah, the vibes are high creed Austin hedges. Like it's just, things are going really well for the Rangers at this moment. Things are feeling great and um, hopefully they can take them higher all the way to the world series. I, I do not know what Eric is doing that. with the graphics. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but um, someone, someone, I, I don't know if you, it, I don't know if you saw that quote that was actually pretty funny. Um, Chris Soli says, dude, this dynasty is not being taken down by Creed. I'm sorry, not enough. <laughs> if it is, if it is, I want a written apology. <laughs> Baby Shark, okay, but not Baby Shark. No, Actually, Baby Come Shark, on, was, man. Baby Shark oh. was Elvis Andrews' walk-up music for a little while because his kid liked it, and so it stuck, and he had a hot streak when he was hitting to Baby Shark. Please, wow. no, not again. Yeah. I can't handle that. I can't oh, look, someone that. said, oh, I like this. Rocky beat Creed twice. The first time was a bad judge's call. <laughs> All hey, right, so I'm loving it. Look, I love the interaction of our fans. Um, Bryce, this is this has been a really cool, um, you know, love having you on. Um, it's It's been a while since you visited with us. And I love this discussion for us to be able to have this discussion, because I do think sometimes people take things a little too seriously and it gets a little too heated online. So hopefully people are coming here and able to, you know, talk a little smack, but, you know, be civil about it. So, oh, no, I actually hate know, y'all. <laughs> well, in, in, in that's, and you know, we get it, we get it. I mean, you hate the top dog, you know what, but you, you hate us cause you ain't us. So, Hey, this has been a crossover edition of the most amazing podcast network on the planet, Locked On Podcast Network, with that guy right there with the blue hat and the Rangers stuff behind him. That's Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. If you're not subscribed to his channel, by golly, what's your problem? Go subscribe to him today. And that's Eric the Man Heisman or Rip the Man Heisman. And I am H-Town Wheelhouse. This is the one and only Locked On Network with Locked On Astros and Locked On Rangers. We are your team every day. Sorry, Rangers, you're going down. Go Astros. Astros in six. No Bryce, comment. You still got time. Bryce. Oh, Rangers in five. <laughs>